Hey, and welcome to the Activate Podcast. My name is Jillian Pelkey, and if this is your first time joining uh, the Activate Podcast, you can catch other episodes that have been recorded by checking out SoundCloud or iTunes, searching Jillian Pelkey Activate. If you would bow your hearts with me, we're going to pray and then get right into the Word of God together. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are here to speak to us, to comfort us, to guide us, to show us truth. And Lord, I pray that tonight your word would go forth, that your word would take residence in our hearts, that your word would change us and challenge us and transform us. God, I pray that we would be just changed by being in proximity to your love. God, I thank you for the ability to come before you. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I have personally been going through a little bit of uh, thinking and just um, have been doing the same thing for a long season. I've been doing this podcast for a long season. I've been spending my days uh, systematically for a whole season, and lately the Lord has been challenging me with change, and uh, I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it at all. I would rather things say exactly the same. I would rather um, do my podcast every Tuesday at the same time and spend time with Jesus the same way every time, but um, what I love so much about God is that He's so personal, and He has a discipleship plan for each one of us. And I know that this podcast has been part of my discipleship process with the Lord. It's been part of a commitment that I've made to Him, part of an assignment that I feel like He's assigned to me. And um, in the last few weeks, and especially today, the Lord has just been slowing me down and changing up my my, uh, preconceived ideas about routine. And so here I am, it's uh, just about midnight on Tuesday, and the Lord just put on my heart to come in here and do this. And uh, that's definitely not me. I am not a night person. I'm a morning person. Um, and uh, so I'm just trying to listen to the Lord and trying not to get get so... Uh, I don't want to bow down to routine and get comfortable in it. I want to grow in my relationship with God. And I know that there are seasons uh, for different things. So Anyway, I was just uh, listening to Psalms on my phone. I was just letting it play, and I was listening to it, and there were some things that really, really hit my heart in a deep way, and I want to share them with you. And uh, I also want to just challenge you to to be listening to the Lord. Listening to the Lord helps us... Um, <laughs> see things completely differently, helps us experience new things. Uh, The Lord is not boring. The adventure with God is always exciting. And I, as a human, just want to stay in in an easy routine, but I feel like the Lord's shaking me up a little bit. And uh, it's it's a new place because I have to trust him. You know, um, I'm speaking at a few events coming up and I'm, I'm like, God, why don't we just keep the same routine until I'm done with those events? That way, you know, I know how this works, God. I know how you speak to me, but this is a different way to trust him. Just to trust him that, uh, he will continue to speak to me, even if it's not in the same routine that I've always had. So, um, so anyway, uh, looking here at Psalms and, and just hearing the word of the Lord, uh, pour out tonight as, as I was just, uh, listening to the Bible. A few things, a lot of the Psalms, especially in the beginning, the first uh, 
40 or so Psalms are uh, written by David, King David. And so at the beginning, in some translations, they just say, of David. And then it goes on to say what the psalm is. And of David just means it's written by David. The Lord's been talking to me a lot about having um, our identity found in Him, my identity found in Him. And we look at people who have been named by God. We look at uh, Peter, who used to be called Simon, and God gave him a new name. We look at Abraham, who used to be called Abram, and God gave him a new name. And uh, the Bible in Revelation says that when we get to heaven, we'll have a new name. And if you could think for just a moment, if God were to give you a new name right now, not the name that you currently have given to you by your parents, but if God were to give you a new name, think for just a moment, what would that new name be? Well, that's a completely a mystery, right? Some of us um, have a negative way of thinking about ourselves, and we might think that the name that God would give us ultimately is something like lazy, or he might name us um, unfaithful, or he might uh, name us uh, distracted or unloved. And uh, that's just this, this negative way of thinking. It's not a godly way of thinking. God has a name for you. God has something that He created you to be, um, and He loves you so completely. And so I really believe that when we get to heaven, uh, we'll we'll learn more of, of who we're created to be. And the, the beauty is that we can find out a lot of that here on earth as we seek the Holy Spirit, as we let Him guide us into all truth. And so anyway, as the Psalms are talking that they're of David, they're um, written by Him of His heart. And um, until I get to heaven and I get that new name that they speak of in Revelation, I want to be of Jesus. I want to be written by Jesus. I don't want to write out my own life. I want to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and have Him write out my life. Think about that for a minute. Are you of Jesus? I want to be of Jesus because Jesus's love is so complete and Jesus's love is so wonderful and Jesus's love, I'm learning to trust it in, in each season of my life. And his love helps me not be afraid. His love has no strings attached. His love is something that um, I don't have to worry that he's going to take back. His love isn't like a gift that strings are attached to it, that if I'm not thankful enough that he's going to take it back, or if I don't reciprocate the gift that I won't be loved. His love is so complete. It's it's mine, and it's whole, and it's wonderful. And so um, his love takes away fear. It takes away shame. It takes away everything else. Because in perfect love, we have freedom. And it's so easy to be tangled up in the opposite of freedom. It's so easily easy to just be tangled up in this world uh, with with just things that are 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 not love. And God wants to. Well, we're still here on this earth. Draw us closer and closer to His love, so we can find freedom. So a lot of the Psalms are of David. They're written of David, and I feel like I want my life to be written of Jesus. I want it to be of his love. I want him to take the pen and him to write my life. And so we're going to look at Psalm 37. 
um, pretty closely here. And I'm going to read a little bit. Uh, it's a longer psalm, so we're going to break down a couple pieces of it and uh, talk about psalm, psalms as a whole. So Psalm 37, I'm reading out of the NIV tonight, and it says, Do not fret because of those who are evil, or be envious of those who do wrong. <laughs> okay, so this is where we find ourselves so many times. It's this lack of trust in God's plan, this lack of trust that he's going to take care of us, the righteous. He's going to take care of us, his children. And we begin to compare ourselves to evildoers. We begin to compare ourselves to other people. And um, the Lord is saying, don't be envious of them. Don't look to them. Look to me and trust me. So do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust Him, and He will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. You can take this to the bank and reread it day after day, that we can trust in the plan that God has for us and His steadfast love for us. Verse 7, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. I'm going to read that again. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Again and again in Psalms, uh, coming up to this Psalm 37, as you hear in the Psalms, it continually says this word Selah, which means to stop and think about it. It says, you know, when you sit on your bed, sit and consider the ways of the Lord. Sit silently before the Lord. This theme runs over and over again. And David, as a shepherd, is out in the field and has these these times of reflection, these times in nature, this time to watch animals, this time to be with God. And I know that as an American, I need times of silence. I need times to sit and think about the ways and things of God. And that's time that we have to carve out daily and not just once in the morning, but throughout our day to take those moments and, and be with God, to take those moments and, and be still before the Lord. Not worship music in Jesus, not reading in Jesus, just to be still and silent before God and to wait patiently for Him to speak to correct, to love, to build us up, to encourage us. He is our source of strength. It's not uh, a triangle. It's not me and my friends and God. It's not me and my uh, church service and God. It's, it's a direct line, me and God. Selah, sit there, consider God, consider His ways, consider, can I trust God? And find yourself saying, yes, yes, God, I trust you in this situation and that situation and this relationship and that relationship. Yes, I trust you, God. And this is so beautiful because it it cuts right to the heart of, of feeling sometimes like we can be envious of evil, feeling like sometimes we have to vindicate ourselves, but, but renewing our trust, renewing our mind and renewing our decision to follow hard and completely after God and His love, to be of Jesus to be of Him, to be of His love, to be called His child, to be His namesake, that I am His. It changes my whole day. It changes everything. 
Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. I love this because so many times we get caught up in the narrative of the moment and we don't stop and look at the big picture of what God is doing. He's doing things that we can't see. He's a supernatural God and we can trust Him. I'm going to read this right from the beginning. Let this wash over you again. We're going to keep going. Psalm 37, we're starting again in verse 1. Do not fret because of those who who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For they're like grass and they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret when evil people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Verse 8, refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. Verse 10, a little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. But the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows that their day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend the bow to bring down the poor and needy, to slay those whose ways are upright. But their swords will pierce their own hearts and their bows will be broken. Better the little that the righteous have than the wealth of many wicked. For the power of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. Okay, we're going to pause there at verse 17. So many famous people will talk about how they spent their whole lives working towards this goal of fame, of celebrity. And when they finally reach it, they are so disappointed because it's not what brought them joy. It's not what brought them happiness. And today, as I was carrying our, our empty garbage bins back to the back of our house, uh, yesterday was garbage day and I was carrying the garbage bins back. And I thought to myself, how cool would it be to have a maintenance person that mows our lawn and uh, would take our garbage bins to the back? And um, the more I, I understand having a lot versus having a little, I would really rather have just a little. Because it's in those times where uh, we have little that we we bond ourselves together with people. It's hard work. It's regular life that, that Jesus shows up. And not that he doesn't show up when we have a lot, but it's in the regular everyday things that, that Jesus is so near to us. And it's, it's not celebrity or it's not an ease of life that will bring us joy ever. It's the only joy place that we can find. The only place to run to is to be of Jesus, to be found in Jesus. And so I would much rather have a simple life than to have a stage. I would much rather have uh, little money in my bank account than being overflowing with money that uh, I'm spending the wrong way or that makes me rely on it instead of God. This verse, better to have a little than to have wealth and be wicked. The Lord knows how to protect me. He knows at just the right times 
to change things up, to remind me that I rely on Him and His Holy Spirit, that all that I have is from Him. Everything that I know is through Him. The superstar is Him. The light of the world is Him. I'm a reflection of Him, but it's all about Him. And we can trust Him. Verse 18, the blameless spend their days under the Lord's care and their inheritance will endure forever. That's one to write on a sticky note and put on your wall. The blameless spend their days under the Lord's care. I would rather anything be taken away from me and just be under the Lord's care. To be under the Lord's care. Do you realize brothers and sisters in Christ, that you are under the Lord's care. He has a name for you. You are of Jesus. Your your story, your life is written by Him. You are a child of God, and you're under the Lord's care. You are safe. No matter what trial comes against you, you're safe. The wicked people, they're going to fade like grass. But those who trust in the Lord, in another place in Psalms, it says we can dwell in the shadow of of His wings, the shadow of the Most High, that He cares for us. He, He protects us. So we are under the Lord's care. And our inheritance will endure, not just in this lifetime, but forever. Okay, 19, uh, 37, 19. In times of disaster, they will not wither. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty. But the wicked will perish. Though the Lord's enemies are like the flowers of the field, they will be consumed and they will go up and smoke. The wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous give generously. Those the Lord bless. Lord blesses will inherit the land, but those he curses will be destroyed. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Do you hear that? We're under the Lord's care. We sit and we wait patiently for the Lord, and he always comes through to care for us and trust for us. We are under his care. And it also says that he makes our steps firm, that we don't have to worry in famine. We don't have to worry in trial, that he is caring for us. We are of him. We are his children and he cares for us. But now listen very, very closely to this part. It says, verse 23, the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall. Though you may stumble, you will not fall. Because you're under the Lord's care. You're his. And even like your children, your children may make mistakes, but they are always your children. You are a child of God. You are found in his care. And so even when you stumble, you will not fall completely because you're his. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. Can we rest in that just for a minute? The Lord will uphold us with his hand. Is is he too weak for the situation you're going through? Is the God of the universe, the God who has upheld you this far, is he too weak even for this situation? Is this the one where he's going to let you fall? Is this the moment where it's all over? 
Look at verse 25. It goes on to say, I was young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. They are always generous and lend freely. Their children will be a blessing. Turn from evil and do good and you will dwell in the land forever. For the Lord loves the just and he will not forsake his faithful ones. We're going to skip down to verse 34. Hope in the Lord and keep his way. He will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are destroyed, you will see it. Psalm 37 is rich in reminding us to trust God, reminding us not to be jealous or afraid of wicked and evil people, to trust that God will take care of us, that He will vindicate us. But the most beautiful part in verse 7 is, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. To be still before the Lord means that we stop talking about our ideas, that we stop offering our suggestions, that we stop singing our songs, that we stop telling God what to do, that we stop giving hints to Him or explaining things to Him, but we sit still and silently before the Lord and listen to the God that cares for us. We listen to the God who will vindicate us. We listen to the God in whom we can trust. We listen to the God in whom we can hope. We listen because He's going to hold us up with His strong right hand that is strong enough to hold us up. We listen because He will not fail us. We listen because He is God Almighty and He knows more than us. We are still before the Lord who calls out to us, who cares for us, who calls us His, who who has created us and named us and formed us and fashioned us and has a blueprint for our life. We sit before him and we're quiet. And we wait patiently for him. That means that he may not do what we want him to do. Number one, he may not do what we want him to do. And number two, it may not be in our timing. Our egos want God to show up right away. Our egos want God to not have anything embarrassing or uncomfortable happen to us. But God says to wait patiently. And that means other people may come at us and say, why isn't your God doing anything? Or you look like you're going through whatever. They might have comments. They might have suggestions. They might have stuff coming at you. But wait patiently because God always shows up just like this says, I was young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken. And so even if God doesn't show up to vindicate you today, we sit in trust. We sit in this place of of surety in our God who has always come through and always will come through. And it may not be today that our vindication comes. It may not be tomorrow or even in this year, but we know the God of whom we serve. We know that we are of Jesus. I know that I belong to him, that I am a child of God. And so whatever direction he takes me on, whatever road he takes me down, I can trust him because the righteous are never forsaken. And I am righteous only because I've laid my life down before him. I've accepted his free gift of love, not because I've earned it, not because there's a string attached that I will be taken care of only if I perform. It's not about our performance. It's about our surrender. Hold on to that thought right there. It is not about your performance as a good Christian. It's about your surrender and acceptance of a free gift. So it's not about how good we can obey the rules, and then that's how God will bless us. No, it's in our confession of sin, and God forgives us our sin, and so we are righteous before Him. You do a lineup of 10 Christians, all who have asked God for forgiveness, and not one is more righteous than the other. No, because all of us have sinned. There's no sin that's not common to man. So we are all sinners, 
And as sinners, if we repent, then we are righteous. And so there's no levels in Christianity. There's no one person that's more righteous than another. All have been made clean who who call on the name of the Lord. And he says that he's going to uphold you. He says that he's going to vindicate you. He says that he will not fail you. And so if you're in a place that you're questioning that, if you're in a place where you're going through it, sit quietly before the Lord and listen, because it says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. And don't be afraid when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Verse eight, refrain from anger, turn away from wrath. Don't be afraid. It only leads to evil, but those who are evil will be destroyed. So where's our our place of trust before the Lord? Where's our place of silence before the Lord? Contemplating. Psalms talk so many times about sit on your bed and consider the ways of the Lord. But it also says that evil people sit on their beds and they consider the evil that they can come up with and the ways that they can get back at people. And I want to ask you today, which are you doing? Are you sitting on your bed thinking about ways that you can have a a mean conversation with someone? Are you sitting on your bed and thinking about ways that you can get back at someone? Are you sitting on your bed and replaying a bad situation again and again? Or are you sitting on your bed considering the greatness of your God? Both have a very different trajectory Both lead you down opposite paths. And I want to encourage you to sit in a quiet place thinking of the greatness of your God. I want you to sit, I want myself to sit in a place contemplating how much I can trust Him, contemplating how much I know that He's working on my behalf. My name is given to me by Him. Though my parents gave me a a name and I was born of flesh and blood, I'm also born of the Spirit. And one day when I enter into eternity, uh, Jesus will look at me and He'll hold my hands and He'll tell me what that name is. And uh, I, here on this earth, I know His love. I know a piece of His love. And His love casts out fear. I don't have to be afraid of situations. I don't have to be afraid of people. And even personally, as I shared at the beginning of this, I don't have to be afraid uh, of changing up my routine. I'm not religious towards a routine. I'm not religious toward a podcast or days of the week. I'm religious towards the love of God, which is an adventure, which doesn't have to stay the same in every season. So would you bow your hearts with me as we pray? And would you this week, would you today find a place to sit silently on your bed to listen and then to just consider the glory and greatness of our God? Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for never being far away. You never go away. God, even when in our hearts get cluttered, our minds get cluttered and busy and overthinking and overdoing, and, and Lord, you're always patiently waiting for us. And God, I pray that each one of us will find that time to sit before you, to find that time to trust you, to remember who you are, that you are the God of every generation. You're the God of ages. You're the God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Lord, you're here to guide us, to care for us. It says, your word says that you care for us. Our experience shows that we can trust you. And God, whether we're young or we're old, we know that you won't forsake the righteous. And God, I pray that we each find a place of repentance before you to confess our sins, knowing that you'll forgive them. And then God, when you've washed us clean and you've made us righteous, God, I pray that we would rest 
as your children. We would rest because we know that we are of you and not of ourselves. We don't belong to the world. We don't belong to relationships. We don't belong to anything. The thing that trumps it all is is that we belong to you. And so, God, I pray that you would care for each and every one of us as we seek you. With all of our hearts, God, help us to find you. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen.